The following is an RED Podcast Network production. You can find this and other great RED Podcast Network shows on redpodcastnetwork.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Better than beer? Can it be? I love that. I love craft beer. Beer. Sparkling. Golden. Pure. A beverage as old as history. I am passionate about craft beer. Craft brewing is innovation. Independence. Curiosity. Collaboration. Character. And this is the craft beer evolution. Beer snob like a mother. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the second episode of the Irish Beer Snob podcast. I am delighted to announce that this is the first joint podcast with my darling wife, Janice, a.k.a. Mrs. Irish Beer Snob at DunGM on Twitter. She's the one that keeps me grounded. She is my creator and she's my biggest fan, thankfully, because I don't have many. Um, ah, don't be so harsh on yourself. Oh, I was an obvious player for sympathy. <laughs> I'm not going to get it from this hard and cynical age, but... Um, I suppose today, this evening, we're going to talk about the Irish uh, Craft Beer and Cider Festival. It was recently held this last weekend. Sound like an episode of WWE. This past weekend on Raw, we were at the RDS in Dublin um, for the Irish Craft Beer and Cider Festival and Whiskey Festival, I think they've included now in the title. Um, It was a stonking event again. It's the fourth year. Bigger, badder, better than ever. It's like a Sky promotion. It's like this is getting bigger every year and I get worried how they're going to run out of space but I'm not going to be the only one talking today so I thankfully have my partner in crime uh, with me today my biggest drinking buddy we're actually sat here drinking uh, Janice's what is that Rubius by Founders Rubius okay raspberry beer very good I've gone for something a little bit more exotic a beaver town smog rocket smoked porter yeah no you're not a fan but I just just kind of fancied something a bit dark um, after it being such a nice day. Maybe that's an insight to my mind at the moment. Uh, I suppose what I want to talk to everyone about is, I suppose, Ireland undergoing a craft beer revolution. It's it's finally becoming a bit more out there. You know, I tweeted a picture earlier on of Paddy in the Sunday world, which should be a major Sunday tabloid. And when the tabloids are taking pictures of craft brewers, yeah, it's like it's like that old story with uh, JFK's dad, apparently, when the shoe shiner on the street was telling him he was going to buy shares, he said, right, that's it, I'm buying, I'm selling everything. Um, now, we know that this industry can only grow if the market itself grows, but we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to bore people with that. I want to talk about my highlights of the festival. Janice wants to talk about hers, talk about some of the debutants we had at the festival this year because there were some crackers there. There's going to be some negatives. We're going to briefly touch on that. We're all about positivity here. Bring the positive. They've done so much good that one or two small things, it's not going to make much of a difference. And then It's a cracking event. And yeah. congratulations to all the people who put so much time and effort to make it happen. Yeah, the volunteers, which we were volunteer volunteers as well, it makes it all go off without a hitch. It was fantastic. Um, and then last, we're going to wrap out with our uh, news section, which hopefully... <laughs> Ooh, the news, we need a bit of a jingle or something. So anyone who's musically minded and doesn't mind giving us Riley free music to do that, let us know. We'll pay um, you in homebrew. Yeah, we'll pay <laughs> you in homebrew. I can't promise you won't be blind afterwards. Um, highlights of the festival for you, Janice, what were they? Uh, my biggest highlight was being crowned Queen of the Beards by Mountain Man. That doesn't sound anyway beer-related at all. <laughs> Have you taken magic mushrooms this evening or something? <laughs> Queen of the Beards. Queen of the Beards. Sue um, from Mountain Man organised an event for uh, ladies 
to enter the competition to win Queen of the Beards this year. Wasn't um, it World Beard Day on Saturday? It was World Beard Day. and I can't grow one, so I, I'll never acknowledge that day. Well, I knitted one and you can borrow it if you need it. <laughs> Make me feel like a man. <laughs> Anyone who has never met Phil and Sue from Mountain Man, they are absolutely great fun. Um, they always run a bit of a theme at the festival, like the Mighty Beard Club. Is that yeah, what they call they it? Yeah, they were doing that as well. There yeah, were some absolutely standout beards on display. Um, I think Stuart, there was a picture of a guy that Stuart Bowman better watch out in Brewdock. Get this guy a better beard. Um, but Queen of the Beards. Queen of the Beards. I I knitted. A, I saw a tweet about it earlier on um, a few weeks ago, and I said, "Oh yeah, I must actually do that because I did." Uh, you were going to help them out at their bar. Yeah, and we were going to net. I was going to net you one, but it turns out that I saw the Queen of Beards competitions, and I said, "Sure, why not knit one for myself?" So I did, and to be honest, I was a little bit nervous. I wasn't even going to enter it. I was having last minute jitters, and I showed it to you, and you thought, "You just do it." It's a bit of a laugh, so I did it, and I won! Way! <laughs> Fantastic. So I can only imagine you'll be keen to defend your title next year. Oh, yes. I am actually, as we speak, well, not right now, but I have a plan of exactly what I want to do. And I'm putting pen to paper tomorrow and I'm going to start designing it. Wow. So if this was a boxing promo, you'd be like, <laughs> bring it. Yeah, this is my title. You're I not am, taking it off me. You're the Floyd there. Mayweather of I am beards. out there to defend this title. <laughs> Nobody has taken it away from me, so beware, lady. Ooh, fantastic fighting talk from the queen of the beards. Thank God she doesn't have a real one, because that would be scary. <laughs> um, so then I, onto the yeah. beard, or onto the beer then, rather. Um I had my celebratory drink from them was their crazy horse. Oh, yeah. We had a, a trial of that earlier this year, didn't we? We did, February. yeah, in February. Yeah. I, I tasted it myself. A very different beer, but I think Phil was saying that they had challenges moving on to the bigger kit and kind of tweaking the recipe, but fantastic double IPA. You know all about it. Kick you in the face. Probably why it's called crazy horse. Is it 7.5%? Woo! Roughly. Rocket fuel. You can put that in the car and it start running. Um. Yeah, great beer. Was that was that in your top three beers? Um. Can oh, I say top four? Top four. We'll be diplomatic. We don't do favourites. I suppose it's very hard to for honest, anyone to pick favourites when they like honest, so many different beers. I don't actually think I came across something I didn't like. Yeah. Well, that's that's. Mm. That's not true. But That's actually not we'll, true. We'll get on to that in a minute, I suppose. Like, I think the highlight of the festival this year for me was actually the fact that there was so much variety. Yes, last year we had two double IPAs with O'Hara's um, double, and we had a Foam and Fury by Galway Bay. Mm. Uh, it was great to see Al, Chris, Andy, and the and Shane from Galway Bay, Man in the Bar, and Jason was there as well. It was great to see that now there were so many other breweries there that had double IPAs. I, I tweeted my top three. Um, I stand by that. I still think the three beers I had were the three best, in my opinion. Um, I can't wait to taste um, the Autumn Ale again by Brew Brewery. Um, it was on cask. Um, it was very lovely. It just tasted like autumn winter in your mouth. It, it reminded me of a Yankee Candle with the taste of cinnamon yeah. and nutmeg. Uh, in a good way, guys. Before, before, before Dara turns up outside the house and... Pause, I don't know, something on me, um, tars and feathers me or something like that. But the White Hag was arguably, in my opinion, the most impressive, both impressive beer range 
um, but also for a debutant beer uh, brewery. The first time at Dublin, obviously they were up at the Fly and Sligo recently, but they brought some unbelievable beers. A bog beer made in tradi- using traditional bog ingredients. Um, they made a heather, heather ale, ale. which was, was so far removed from Freyup by the William Brothers. It was just sensational. Um, but the big boy of the group, the Black Bar Imperial Stout, my God. Totally, no, stout's not your thing, particularly big Imperial ones, but bloody hell, it blew my socks off. Uh, that's probably why I floated home on Thursday night. Um, and Dave in Bow Bristle absolutely rocked out with his d- double IPA. The Imperial Red was fantastic, but I just loved the double IPA. I'm guessing you loved the Imperial Red Yeah, more. Imperial Red was the one for me. I really enjoyed that. That was definitely one of my top three Um the other one in mine would have been Rocket Ship by Blacks of Kinsale. Yeah, uh, Sam Black, brilliantly skilled brewer, but stand-up, nice guy. Him and his wife, lucky enough to share a few pints with them recently and have a bit of crack. Rocket Ship, a great beer. Um, absolutely great beer. His uh, He has the Randall. He had that he had cider. He had, he had The cider collaboration with Stonewell. I unfortunately missed out on that one. Probably a good thing, it was 16.9%, I think. But the thing is, you know, the variety and quality of the beers were just outstanding. Like, we we know uh, Kevin Nile from Stone Barrel very well. We see them around the place, but they're day-tripping American oh, Pale. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Like, when, when you're kind of looking for a beer early in the afternoon, you didn't want to go too wild. Like, you're not going to start on the Impies. But bloody hell, great beer, great flavour, great tropical flavour, citrusy notes. Really good, and the guys are so sound. Um, you know, like Trouble Brewing came in with two hot monsters, Vietnam and Chasing the Dragon. Anytime I hear that name, though, I just think Tropic Thunder and Flaming Dragon. They take uh, Ben Stiller hostage in that film. Um, but the variety out there, there was even a couple of sour beers. I think O'Hara brought a Ooh, soured. One I didn't, yeah, I you didn't like the Scarlet by White Gypsy. Mm. I think it was. Oh, White Gypsy. Like I, it just, I don't know. I suppose after having Blitz and Brewdog in uh, Leeds recently, the Red Current Bl- Berliner Weiss. Oh, amazing! That, that ruined anything for yeah. me. I suppose like, it doesn't have to be five percent. It can be about two to three percent, and you still get that sourness. But there was just some fantastic beers on display, and next year it's just going to be bigger and better with the scale and pace of people setting up breweries in this country. But I suppose the guys aren't going the traditional route. It's great to see the likes of White Hag kind of coming in and just basically taking up the conventional rule book and tearing it apart and going, this, these are the beers we're launching with. And in fact, we're going to export most of it as well, which is really, really good. Well, one of the surprises for me of the festival um, was actually the um, Red Ale, uh, Granny Mary's Red Ale by McGargle. Oh, yes. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised by it and how different it tasted from my previous times I've had it. Um, I think I've always had it in bottle form or I even tried it at the Alltech Festival for the mm. first time back in February. February, February? yeah. Um, completely different flavour and yeah, I think they have a new fan. Yeah, I think McGargles have gotten a bit of stick um, for one reason or another. No, I've got to know the guys again through the, through the blog and just chatting to people and, you know, they're all... They're all really, really enthusiastic. Alex and Steve are two extremely skilled brewers. And, you know, even the pale ale, the, uh, was it yeah. Cousin Rosie's or Cousin Roisin, I think. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name. 
But I tasted that at the brewery tar on out of the tank, unfiltered. Fantastic. Wow. Obviously, filtered beer is, you know, the beer geeks out there going, wow, it can't be filtered. Uh, camera people in particular. But the thing is that, you know, re- in reality, if if they're aiming to be a crossover or they, they want to be an accessible beer, someone who's never had a pint of McGargles before or any beer, it doesn't matter if it's McGargles or McDonald's, It's it, if it's cloudy, they won't they won't buy it. They'll go, there's something wrong with their pint because consumers have been conditioned for years not to accept a hazy pint when it's not a bad sign that it's hazy. Um, and fair play to Alan the lads. I think they, they had a good festival. Um, really gracious hosted a brewery tour for the members of Bjor there recently. And it was great to see. Like Looking at some of the debut guys out there, we've already talked about White Hag, but what about Jack Cody's? Like, I know they debuted at at the Central Festival Central there in Festival, August, yeah. um, literally the day after they had their launch in Drogheda. But, you know, I love that Amber Ale. Yeah. But the Pilsner as well is just fantastic. You know, it's 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 such a hard technical beer to drink or to make in terms of the lagering and everything, but bloody hell, it was good. And it's great to see Jeff um, doing so well. Like, the initial reaction, I know Arthur in town in in, in our, one of our pubs that we're drinking has taken he literally took in four cases two of each and he sold out nearly everything within a week mm. which is very quick and he's, he's already ordering more which you know it's fantastic it shows to the cynics out there that the local guys want to support local uh breweries like obviously red ale you know it's my mic oh, for me yeah but you, you had a really good experience with Costello's from Kilkenny didn't Kostler's you was a beautiful beautiful drink um, yeah, and Kilkenny's obviously lost to Smithwick's Brewery recently, and Costello's kind of is filling that natural gap of, like, Smithwick's has, used to be made in, in Kilkenny, but now it's obviously been relocated to James's Gate. But Costello's Red Ale, it was really, really good. Yeah, really good. Um, and really sessionable, 3.8%. You know, at the end of the day, you don't have to have a high ABV beer to have a lot of punch or flavour and, and to be able to sit and quaff that beer for an afternoon. I can I can say there was a few pints of that skull down in Kilkenny on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, the other um, red ale I enjoyed was um, Black, Black Stairs. Wexford, yeah. Owen and the lads there, fantastic. It's Ruby Red IPA, I think, is what they call it, but quality beer. It's, so, it's a very much a great beer and draft. It's already a great beer in bottles. Um, but I actually really enjoyed having the opportunity to try it on draft. Um, and also, uh, Kelly's from Kelly's Mountain Brewing from Clane. Kildare is one of the flattest counties in the country. And if you listen to Ian's podcast interview with Ronan, he would have explained Ronan is from Donegal. And that's why they called it Kelly's Mountain Brewing. Because um, they were originally going to set up in Donegal. So um, it's great It's great to see so many people. And, you know, from talking to the guys, it's like how you're being supported locally. And every one of them is saying locally, People are buying our beer. So it is a sign of encouragement that there is... It's not just the major urban places that are stocking the beers now. Um, It's great to see it kind of creeping nationwide, even if it is only a few bottles of a different couple of Irish breweries. Um, But then don't forget to mention all about the beautiful ciders that were in attendance as well. I know. Those... Um, Dan Kelly's. Awesome. Olin and his sister Fiona. Yeah. Great team. Fiona's fancy. That's just our dog going nuts in the background there. She's not used to being ignored for 20 minutes. She's like a hyperactive <laughs> child. Um, yeah, and, you know, there's some great great things there from Armour Cider, 
from Tempted, um, McIver. So it was just great to see the, the strength and depth of cider producing in this country, as well as the beer production. Uh, there was obviously noticeable um, whiskies with uh, the Porterhouse uh, were there with their Dingle Distillery Tealings. stuff, Tealings as well, and the, the cocktails were doing really well. So the festival itself is really accessible. Like If you'd never drank craft beer before and someone said, look, it's a tenant to come on out and have a, have a walk around and you can taste the beers before you commit, I think most people would view it as good value for money great location centrally located it was great to even see some of my old favorites there as well like sarah rorty from n17 and the guys from galway bay yeah of course sarah only launched at all tech in february so she's come a long way in a short space of time and it's great to see all the familiar faces definitely and it's great to catch up and chat with these these people who like are so passionate about the beer they make and Uh, speaking of people who are great to catch up with and passionate about craft beer i went along on saturday evening to join the dublin ladies craft beer society meetup which was awesome they were out in force in those gorgeous purple t-shirts noticeable from every every angle of the festival so it was great to see you ladies there too yeah for people not who maybe aren't familiar with what the dublin beer ladies are what are you are you a a group of just it's just a great group of women who enjoy drinking craft beer in a friendly, safe, non-judgmental environment. So it's a real social thing. Exactly. That's great. To, it's great. To, like, as I always say, beer is a social lubricant, and it's great to get people to know each other. Like, some of the best nights we've ever had out in town have been after we've had a few pints and ended up talking to some sort of randomer in the brew dock and just had the greatest night in ages. And unplanned nights usually do end up like that. Um, I do think, I suppose, while we're being so effusive with praise, it's important to note that I do think there was one or two things they may, the organisers may have to look at for next year. Yeah, there could have been a few little improvements, I think, made, um, especially for those guys who were there in attendance for the first time. Um, maybe just the position that of their bars wasn't the best. Yeah, I, I kind of... It was like a little bit tucked into the corner. A little bit tucked in. Like, I didn't even realise that some of them were there until it was nearly time to go home. Mm. I I just felt that they were completely overlooked. I I agree, maybe to an extent. I do think that people would have sought them out. At the same time, you know, like last year's Nano Bar, I think, was up at the other end. Yeah, and there was Um, a big, massive sign. There was a big, massive sign saying Nano Bar. But look, only... I think it rests with the brewers to make that feedback. I do think um, the entrance in again was a bit of a problem for me. Like it's, you know, it was like one way in and one way out, but there was no kind of partition for outwards only. Like you were literally, at certain times, you were swimming through a sea of people trying to get out. Like I wonder, could they next year maybe have an exit off to the side? So if you want to go outside for a cigarette or something, you're actually not going back through the flow of traffic. It'd be like driving down the motorway the wrong way as it is at the moment, you know? Yeah, quite cluttered. Yeah. But the big improvement that they took on this year compared to last year was the token sales. Last year last year itself was a nightmare, but this year they actually had it really well uh, nailed down. Yeah, and did, I don't think anybody was queuing for too long no, for tokens No, a couple either. of minutes, it maybe five minutes to, here or there. It seemed to, to turn over well, yeah. Yeah, move smoothly. So I think, I think it's fair to say we really enjoyed the Great 2014 time. festival. Yeah. Cracking. We're really looking forward to next year's one, Bruce and Seamus. Can't wait to see what you bring out. Booking the weekend off. <laughs> Maybe book a hotel for the weekend as well and put the dog in the kennels. Um, it's been a fantastic mm. year. 
I think, you know, we've got to meet so many people through different festivals and different bits and bobs. And it's just great to be involved in the industry, in the revolution. Like, yes, I'm on, we're only podcasting recently, but we've been doing blogs for a while. And, you know, I've got to know people through that. And now hopefully more people will get to hear the fantastic uh, progress that has been made in Ireland. We obviously um are looking at the US and how that market developed over the years and we are where we are compared to them but I do think that it is it's returning to that traditional regional brewery kind of um setup that was prevalent in the 17 and 1800s uh, but it's great to see and there's people taking a chance um believing in the passion and quality of their product and going out and doing something about it rather than sitting there on a bar still mumbling about the consistency of a pint, a pint of Heineken, they're actually going out there and saying, enough, no more. We're not drinking. I'm beginning to sound like Ian, I better stop. Um, you know, it's great to see. And that kind of leads us to towards the end. But we have news. Yes, we do. News. News. What is our news, Wayne? Well, do you want to go with one and the other, or will I do both? Um, I think I will start off with the festival that we are announcing. The cat's out of the bag. Yes. We might as well. Yes, we are. It is going to be on the 27th of this month, September, and it's being held in Smith's on the Square, Navan, County Mead. Um, it's going to be running from four o'clock in the afternoon till late. Um, yep. Tickets, honey, are... Ten euro. Ten euros, and that's including... Can, it includes a pint or two tokens, which gets you a half each. And food. And food. And and there's also six local live acts. Yeah, we've got a lovely venue. Uh, Smith's on the Square is a family-owned pub that's been in the same family for generations now on the main market square in Navan. Anyone who knows Navan, it's about an hour from Dublin, as Navan Carpets adverts used to say. Um, but it's well serviced by the double, by bus air, and you'll be down in an hour um, short walk from the bus stop to the pub and then even the bus stop back to Dublin is right outside the door yeah. uh, details of the event are actually on um, our Facebook page on the Facebook page um, I've tweeted a picture a couple of times I will be continuing to tweet it now over the next while so who are we having on it Wayne? Um, well I suppose the objective was to try and get as many locals as we could local breweries so we kind of aimed within a certain radius of where we were um, and we have one or two others that are coming from a little bit further afield, but it's great to have the support of the brewers and there. Uh, so we are starting and we have Brew Brewery, which is coming from Trim. We have Bull Bristle coming from Banner and Offaly. Kelly's Mountain Brewing from Clane and Kildare. McGargles from Kilcock and Kildare. Jack Cody's from Drogheda County Louth. Dan Kelly Cider from Drogheda and County Louth. We have Kentucky Ale all the way from the United States via Dunboy and Meath. Um, their head office is actually just outside Dunboyne there. And we have James from Vanguard um, supporting it as well. And James, for people who don't know about James and Vanguard beer, like Ian's talked about him before, um, lots of people have talked about him. Vanguard beer are a distributor of Irish craft beer and ciders only. They don't distribute anything else. He currently has some great beers in his portfolio, including the Sheep Stealer by Black Donkey and Four Provinces of the Hurler. And hopefully we'll be able to get a couple of those down uh, to us at the festival. So it's, what's that? That's six breweries, one cider maker and one distributor. So there's plenty to choose from. There's, there will be plenty going on. There'll be music and food. 
Um, I know it's the day of the All Ireland hurling replay, so we'll be working on getting a screen outside. And we'll uh, be there. <laughs> and of course, we'll be there. So tickets are only ten euro. I think it's great value. Um, obviously, if you're looking to buy tickets, you can buy them at the Baron Smiths on the Square. If you're in Navan, um, you can buy them through Eventbrite.ie. Um, and they are like obviously you just print off your ticket and bring it with you um, to the event itself um, obviously it is a ticketed event so it'll be a wristband on the way in kind of very similar to the RDS and it is buying beer tokens uh, just makes everyone's life that little bit easier at the end of the day um, also the breweries themselves will be able to sell their beers to take away so if you find a beer that you really like um, the guys will have a stash of bottles with them that they'll be able to sell for takeaway, so you can bring them home and Smiths on Square also has a very good off license in it and hopefully any brewery that is at the festival will be in there as well. So if you find you get a beer and you can't have enough, you can go back down to Arthur and he'll look after you there. So doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? Yes, it does. Be a lot of fun if we get a day like we did today. It was beautiful today. Okay, well I'll take the next bit of news then. Ah, sure, go on. Sure, I might as well. Sure, it'd be rude not to. Also, Central Bar in Navan has agreed to become the venue for Navan Homebrew Club. That's a name in progress. It's not the guarant- It's not the confirmed name yet. Um, it's basically a Meath Brewers Club. There are currently, I think, 14 or 15 Brewers Clubs around the country, a couple in Dublin and Cork and Galway and so on. Um, from talking to people through the blog over the last while, I've noticed that there's quite a lot of home brewers. We brew a little bit ourselves. Yeah. Um, probably not often enough. Life no. gets in the way, I suppose. <laughs> but we are hosting the first meeting of, quote-unquote, Navin Homebrew Club, Um Name is obviously going to be decided on the night. So, like, we may be calling ourselves the Royal County Brewers or um, the Boyne Valley Brewers or, you know, well, maybe not Boyne Valley Brewers, but we will have something um, that we will all discuss. So it's from 7 o'clock, oh, sorry, from 8 o'clock on the 7th of October, which is the first Tuesday. Obviously, we can work out the logistics of when it's going to be a midweek night in these winter months of something to do during these dark evenings. And what better than sitting around talking about brewing beer with brewers around the table and the space we've got in the central is really nice it's out it's kind of down in mervyn's yard there's a yeah. lovely wood burning Burn stove fire, yeah. um just have to let them know when we're coming down and it'll all be lit up for us so if you are interested in that um i will have the link to the sign up page on national homebrew club's website uh, and thanks very much to ross and everyone there who's given us the encouragement and support to go ahead with it um obviously you can email me um or tweet me all my details are going to be on the the show notes on the blog on the website itself um so obviously it's at irish beer snob on twitter irish beer snob at gmail.com and irish beer snob on facebook so like we will Definitely look forward to seeing a good few people there enjoying a few homebrew pints. Um, and I think that about covers everything. I think so, yeah. Nothing else? Nope. Nothing else? I don't think there's anything else. So thanks very much for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed the episode. If you've enjoyed it or not enjoyed it, please get in touch. Give us some feedback. Like, we're only new to this. It's only our episode number two. Um, we are delighted to be able to do this. Uh, have a bit of fun with it and share our passion for craft beer so thank you very much for listening thank you guys say goodbye janice bye (laughs) see you again thanks very much and cheers the irish craft beer subreddit is the best way to keep pace with all the latest news views reviews and interviews relating to the irish craft beer scene check out the subreddit at www.reddit.com forward slash r forward slash irish craft beer 
and join the revolution.